first the motivation. Rehearse it in your mind until it becomes a fierce determination. Let the power of this determination inform the posture, inform the breath, inform the mind, so they all become conducive to the state that will accomplish your determination. Watch it fall into place. The legs, the hands, elbows not too far, not too close to the body, shoulders even relaxed, back naturally straight, comfortable. Head and neck centered so you don't need to consciously hold them in place. For you, maybe opening them might be conducive, or closing them, or leaving them half-opened. By the time you reach the eyes, you should start to feel the sense of ease, a sense of calmness in the body itself. That's your indicator that you are approaching meditative state. So keep paying attention to the body, making sure that the sense of ease is spread throughout. Then bring your awareness to the breath. No intention to control it, no intention to force the mind to focus on it. Be not even concerned about what to do with distractions, if there are any. Your only concern is, as you breathe out, are you knowing that you are breathing out? As you breathe in, are you knowing and aware that you are breathing in? Staying aware of the breath in this way, have a part of the mind Check the posture one last time. If you have to make adjustments so you can be more comfortable, have more sense of stability in the posture, staying aware of the breath, make the adjustments.
the back of the mind the power of your determination standing watch Observe where you are, endeavor to continue to experience this ever-deepening sense of ease, calmness, see it reflected in the rhythm of the breath, see it reflected in the very awareness itself. a strong determination to accomplish the welfare of all and for that purpose you are going to meditate on obtaining the antidote for the suffering of all space in front of you at about eye level about an arm's length distance from you in that space invoke the means through which you will achieve your goal the means that guarantee you success your infallible guide appearing in a form made entirely of light. Somewhere within you there is some measure of conviction that you are indeed in such in the presence of such a presence. Hold on to that measure of conviction. In your mind, show your reverence. Prostrate to the infallible means that will help you achieve 
the ultimate goal. Strengthen your faith and just guide the goal you seek. And knowing that you have all that you need to achieve your goal, entrust yourself, take refuge. Again, to find that measure of conviction and feel a great sense of gratitude for finally the means to achieve that goal of yours is present. Show your gratitude, make offerings. your conscience to remove either manifest or unmanifest dysfunctional guilt by admitting your faults, your weaknesses, admitting the actions committed under their influence and understanding that these very actions are the cause for future obstacles they are the cause for the present obstacles. Have a deep regret for them. Get your mind to great joy and goodness.
put a T in which you find your mind. state, endeavoring to make it deeper. And from within the state, embrace all beings, look at their conditions. And let this very vision Strengthen your determination and turn to your teacher again in that bright form and feeling connected to all enlightened beings. Beg them to please teach beings how to truly end their pain. Teach them how to find true happiness. Ask them to stay in their life. that determination, bring it forth without disturbing your tranquility. Instead, let the strength of your determination deepen your tranquil state with just wanting it. With that very state of mind, again, know you are about to meditate on the true nature of reality and dedicate the power of these preliminaries to help you in your meditation. to the crown of your head and you feel closer and feel the rays emanating from this bright presence mm -hmm. removing your obstacles filling you with the provisions you need physically, mentally to help you succeed
without disturbing the state you find yourself in now, just look at it. back to your breath and let the awareness of the breath allow you to become aware of your body once more It's only one verse I'm supposed to be reviewing with you. And it's not from the Hat Sutra, it's from another sutra. It's from a sutra called uh, King of Concentration or King of Samadhi or Samadhi Raj Sutra. Okay. King of Concentration Sutra. What does sutra mean? Sutra is in English. <laughs> Why do we say sutra? <laughs> anyway, uh, that's a uh, uh, it's a sutra where the Buddha is talking about emptiness in, in relationship to a particular kind of a, of a really is, this is where the Buddha talks about the concentration that flips into Buddhahood it's, it's the uh, Vajra Samadhi okay, the diamond like uh, absorption or diamond like concentration okay. and only those who are about to become Buddha okay a lot of different interpretation has come out, out of that and it's where the Buddha is talking about uh, what out of which the Madhyamika school comes out out of which also different interpretation of Madhyamika comes out uh, it's the Buddha says let me see if I can remember now existence and non-existence are both extremes purity and impurity is another extreme the wise should avoid both extremes. Not even, and I'm completely messing it up, <laughs> the wise should not even remain in the center. The wise should not even remain in the center. So when you heard the first, first extreme, avoid that, oh yeah, I'm Madhyamika, I'm, I'm avoiding that. And you hear the second stream, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm avoiding that too. And, uh, and you thought, you say, I'm in, I'm in the center, right? And then the Buddha says, don't even stay in the center. Now, where, the, where is the Buddha asking you to go? Hmm. Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere. Nowhere is not a nice place to be sometimes. <laughs> okay. Now, out of this, that's where a lot of things come out about uh, different ideas about uh, what are the two extremes existence and non-existence purity and impurity what, what, ex what are the extremes and the, uh, the purpose for understanding what are the ex two extremes is that while you are meditating on emptiness you're trying to get to the true nature of reality and then it seems like you're saying all the right words but your understanding of what the words that you're saying could lead you to one of the extremes and uh, Jason Kaba in, uh, in, in uh, commenting on, the, on, on these lines it talks about some uh, weird ways <laughs> I mean uh, you, you, you know the extreme of 
What's one extreme? Nihilism. Nihilism. That's the cute one that everybody knows about. And what's the other one? The opposite of internalism, internalism and sometimes called reification. That's a cute one. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the extreme of nothing exists, that's to say nothing exists at all, at all. Okay? Nothing exists at all. And the other extreme is to say things really exist, exactly the way they are. So that's uh, e- uh, nihilism and eternalism. Okay. And now you're, my, you're good my Jamaica and, you, and, and my Jamaica is the middle path trying to avoid those two. Right? So, and, uh, in, and then how are you trying to avoid those two? You try to avoid those two by properly understanding emptiness. And then what is emptiness supposed to be empty of? It's empty of inherent existence. Right? And if you're, you're good, yes, you're following, you, you understand that properly you're not saying it's uh, empty of existence, you're not saying it's empty of non-existence. That the object would be, the object, the self-existent object doesn't exist. Now let me, let me rewind that because I'm, so I even lost myself. <laughs> Does the fact that the object of self-existent object doesn't exist Right? All that is true, right? Mm-hmm. Is that fact exists? <laughs> I'd say it exists. <laughs> hmm? Well, it ex- does, does that fact exist? Yeah, the fact it exists. Yosakaba says, to hold on to that, you've fallen into one of the extremes. Now, which extreme do you think? <laughs> no, he said nihilism. <laughs> I told you I was twisting things around. You should say, wait, that's what I should say. It must be the other one. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and, and remember, he's explaining why the, the four lines goes with, you know, avoid this extreme, avoid that extreme, and avoid the middle. It's grasping. The whole, the, the, whole, the secret in there is grasping while you're doing your meditation on emptiness and you, have an, you arrive at an answer and it seems to fit what the book says and what, you, what the, the people in, uh, who you uh, believe say and then you grab onto that answer as existing you've now taken uh, the object that you are denying self-existent that you are going to be doing uh, uh, consciously it's just going to happen why? Why do you have to? Why do, why do you have to watch out for this danger? Because that's, that's what you normally do. That's what you normally do. <laughs> you have to be careful. How, how do you differentiate doing that, what you just said, from saying to yourself, "I I know what I just found. Mm-hmm. I, I know what I just realized. Mm-hmm. What, is you know, what I just realized is true." Without saying, "This is the fact about how things exist." What I realized is true because because it was a direct or whatever realization. Mm-hmm. Isn't that similar? Isn't that almost the same thing? No, it's not quite the same thing. It's, it, it's in the same way where uh, some, you just read a lot about the, the poetic presentations of emptiness and then you grab onto that emptiness because it's beautiful and because that picture image has been made, um, been um, created in your mind, it's beautiful, it's beautiful, it's beautiful, and you start reifying emptiness as something. Mm. It's almost the same way, but instead of reifying emptiness as something, you're reifi- reifying that fact as something. Mm. Okay. So, and now, ooh, I guess I'm not going to be able to keep my promise. <laughs> Well, I never do anyway. <laughs> so, when I asked you which, it, which extreme it was, it felt like you, 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 everybody was almost agreeing to say it, it, it's, it's, it's reifying non-existence in an absolute way, or it's reifying a type of non-existent like that. Don't, don't exist from their own side, and you believe in it, in it that is the truth, then it, the same way you say things don't exist. Hmm. Oh. No, those, these are, these are, I, I, I'll take those. <laughs> <laughs> but think about it some more. Okay. 
Now, uh, and I told you, uh, Jason Kappa presents uh, different kinds of uh, extremes, and he, and and what you and the way he's leading you, and you think that he's going to be, oh, this is the extreme of nihilism, and he ends up, oh, sorry, that's the extreme of of of, uh, of uh, eternalism. Now. Uh, But I saw it. Forget about that. Okay. <laughs> now let's ex- just examine that, just for the practical aspect of it. Remember, you are. Remember, you are. Remember the beginning of the of the meditation where you are making your determination. Uh, you have you have uh, an actual uh, um, problem, or uh, there's something that you're really looking to solve. Okay. And this was supposed to really help you solve this, solve this problem. And this is the means to help you. Remember, the antidote to suffering. Mm. Right? And here you are in the path, get, trying to get to the antidote of suffering. And if you're not careful, instead of getting the antidote of suffering, you end up getting more of the poison. Uh, some of the things I kept saying a lot. Okay? Whenever you find yourself holding on to something, be careful you don't have, you haven't arrived at, at, at where you're supposed to be arrived, where, you, where you're supposed to have arrived at. It's like saying, it, it's looking at outside and saying, outside, there's no outside. It's all coming from inside. Now you're holding on to inside. Okay. And if, if you have the opposite of saying, there's no the inside, there's no inside, there's no real inside, the inside is coming from the outside. Then you're holding on to outside. Okay? Now where should you hold on to? I give you a clue. <laughs> Zip. Who's give that answer? Or I just hear that. <laughs> Don't hold on to anything. If you if if at the end of the analysis, if the now this is maybe where it, you might find yourself uh, hold, uh, going the wrong way. You're looking at outside, and yet you're finding inside. As soon as you find inside, don't grab onto inside. You have found that outside is not really outside. But if as soon as you hold onto inside, you've made the inside the outside. You understand that? Don't go. Don't go any further. That's what it is said, uh, one of the dangers about negating too much. Okay, okay, that's it. You found, you were looking at outside, you were looking for the nature of outside, and you found that the nature of outside is not coming from outside, and that's it. Now don't go fabricating, making up where it's supposed to be. As soon as you ask that question, where is it supposed to be, you're looking for self-existence. It's not outside. Okay, that's it. Now go home. Outside is not outside. Go home. If you're looking at inside and you see connection with outside, then you find out inside is not really inside. So you find that you find you find that. So go home. Don't put it don't don't keep don't make the switch. Oh it's not outside is not really outside, it must be inside. And you go home. Then you're just holding on to one of the extremes. When and you uh, bring the guru into your heart, aren't you holding on to a vision? Well, that's a that's a a, a, a a conventional tool to arrive at something. But you're not when you're looking at the guru. You uh, the form of the guru is not the ul- the ultimate truth. But you can ascribe to it as the means to arrive at ultimate truth. If you have if your faith is in the guru is very strong. But as soon as the guru dissolves into your heart, you're supposed to dissolve all, all. Uh, you're supposed to let go of all grasping. The form of the guru, the the, the ugliness, the beauty of the guru, the whatever that you are holding onto, you're supposed to let go. So, it. Uh, somebody hit you in the head. Don't think you have found the truth. <laughs> okay. But there's something, somewhat. <laughs> Some, there's some similar feel to that when you're looking for the truth. Okay? When you're looking for the truth, and what is that truth? 
They're looking for that thing that exists exactly the way it's, it appears to exist without depending on anything else. That thing which is nothing but itself. Okay? That's what you're looking for. And in looking for that thing, you end up, you end up as though you're, whole, you're falling in, 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 uh, in space. You have that feeling that you're falling in space. You have no ground to hold you. Then you're close. But if, you, if, you, if you're sitting in the nice cushion of, it's my mind, then you, you're not going to make any advancement. Okay. Alright. So if we're sitting and analyzing, and obviously analyzing to try and get some level of a realization, mm -hmm. when the re realization comes, we're to let go of the discursive thought and just experience mm -hmm. realization. Mm -hmm. Is that the letting go? Or is that still well, that's one of the letting go. That's one form of the letting go. Uh, the, uh, this letting go is more... But, it, but having arrived at the mind is not that you're wrong. When you're looking at something and then you, say, or you end up being thrown back in the mind, that, that journey, there's nothing wrong with it. But grasping on to thinking that you have found the ultimate, in that it's the mind, then that's where you, there's a fault in your, in your analysis. You're supposed to let go of the mind. And when you let go of the mind, what do you have to hold on to? <laughs> should, should grab onto the middle. Did that shock you? I just, I just uh, contradicted the text I just read earlier. <laughs> what should you do? When you find nothing to hold on to, <laughs> get used to it. <laughs> uh, it's like uh, going to a uh, one of those carnival rides that's scary at first, and then you enjoy what it gives you. <laughs> so at first it will be quite scary having nothing to hold on to. And after a while, it gets pretty kind of nice. <laughs> okay. Alright, so, you somewhat made it. <laughs> so what's going on? Well, I, uh, that, uh, what makes that eternal, that extreme, the extreme of nihilism, try to figure that out and how you could fall into that okay okay so I gave you a little tool right before we left the uh, meditative state if you remember that that will help you now because we don't have much time and that's what, that's what you use when you don't have much time the memory of the state of tranquility that will bring you back to that state. If not exactly entirely in that state, it will bring you close to it. Okay? So, first, the determination again. thinking back to your heart center.
look at it without disturbing it. And from within that state, again, embrace all beings. Embracing them with your compassion, with your love. Make a gift of this state to them, strongly wishing that it brings them an end to their pain, that it brings them true happiness. meditation to the achievement of your ultimate goal bring your attention back to the breath breathing out know you are breathing out Breathing in, know you are breathing in. Let the very awareness of the breath bring you awareness of the body. Start with the top of your head and slowly move until you are aware from the top of your head to your toes.